Talk Real Estate with Sharon McNamara, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Sharon McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, a boutique real estate firm that is home to over 30 real estate sales and marketing consultants who service home buyers and home sellers throughout Boston, the South Shore, the South Coast, and Cape Cod. Our firm takes pride in assisting our clients in the next chapter of their lives by taking a holistic approach to their real estate endeavors. We believe that every move should be a moving experience. Every week, my real estate team member, Mary Baker, and I, along with the director of Boston Connect Real Estate, Melissa Wallace, provide you with our unique marketing approach to selling homes and share with you our expertise in navigating the home buying process. We like to mix it up sometimes, so not only will you hear our perspective on real estate topics, but you will hear the expert thoughts and opinions of some of our real estate agents at Boston Connect Real Estate and the preferred professionals that we trust. Be part of our roundtable. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and wherever you listen to podcasts at Talk Real Estate Roundtable. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me and my team or one of the dedicated agents at Boston Connect Real Estate to discuss your real estate needs, you can connect with us at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. Hello to all my South Shore neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara and you are, of course, listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable. I am here in our home studio of Boston Connect Real Estate located on the South Shore, right in Pembroke Center across from Stop and Shop. So if you're out there and you're listening and you want to see what our studio looks like, come on over. We love to have visitors. I am here with um, our my sidekick this morning and team member, uh, Melissa Wallace. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, your sidekick, your other side. I'm usually on the other side. <laughs> side of you. So was, I, I might, I might be talking to the wall a little bit just because I'm used to turning <laughs> no. that way. So I know, um, but I felt like there was always something wrong with this other microphone that I just, I don't know, we have to figure it out, but this one works better. And I think it's really, you know, yeah. I want to hear you yeah. the right way. So good morning. I, good I was morning. just saying to you, um, it feels like it's been a while because I, you know, the last couple shows I've done with Mary and then I was away. So you were doing shows with Mary. Yeah. And it's been a while since the two of us has done it. I know we were, we were the two musketeers on Saturdays. So. <laughs> I know. <laughs> um, yeah. But then you were away celebrating Casey and, yeah. uh, and That's then exciting. I was sick and then now I'm not sick, but yeah, then we didn't do a show. We had, we had to, we took Tuesday night off. Yeah. Yeah. At last minute, by the last way. <laughs> so that's what happens when the internet suddenly just decides not to work a minute before you're going on. But you know what? I think we both were like, you know what? I don't want to panic. Like, yeah. I, I just want to like mm-hmm. relax. So you know what? We'll take the night off. Yeah. So it was an unexpected night off, but it was good. And George did a great job sort of like yeah. in control and didn't panic <laughs> with like, us. By the way, we're not doing it two minutes beforehand. <laughs> Tim, we have Tim who is our, he's our main guy on Saturday mornings over at WATD studio in Marshfield. Uh, good morning, Tim. Good morning. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Yeah. So I don't know if you heard about that. I, sometimes you hear no. the going around. Yeah. It was literally, it was probably a good 15 minutes though. Oh. It was like six o'clock. We are here at the office working and then Melissa was getting everything set up for the show in our studio and I was upstairs working on something. Thank goodness it was something on the, like I was online and I was like, Melissa, the internet just yeah, went down. Yeah. <laughs> so, ah, George, crap. <laughs> George was calm, cool, and collected, though. He was just like, all right. And he found another show and was able Excellent. to. Excellent. 
Yeah, it was Shout great. Shout out to Georgia, a true professional. He's, he's, he's come a long way in a short amount of time here. He really has. Yes. Yeah, he really, really has. And he has to deal with us on Tuesdays. You get to deal with us on Saturdays. and It could be much worse. Trust me. <laughs> we could make it much worse. No, please don't. Please don't. This is this is fine. Thank you. <laughs> they, they got drawn the, the small, sh the short straw, as they say, right? That yeah. they have to deal with us. Yeah. But Tim, we'd love to have listener uh, our listeners give us a call. Would you mind giving everybody uh, the phone number? So I they would can love to. Yes. In, in case you, you don't have it by now, it's... 781-837-4900. Again, that magic phone number is 781-837-4900. You talk to me for a second, and then I'll connect you with the lovely Melissa and Sharon on Talk Real Estate. Oh, perfect. That was so nice. He has a good voice, huh? We yeah. should have him do some of our commercials for us, huh? Yeah, we should. Yeah, yeah we, we sure. I'd love to. Perfect. We just sort of talk here, you know, like no one else is listening. But we know we have some listeners out there. Uh, McNamara Financial was just on with their show, McNamara on Money. Uh, always have a great show. Uh, today we were going to do... Um, we were going to do an interactive uh, CMA, which is a comparative market analysis. Mm -hmm. um, but we we sort of have to, I think what we'll do is we'll maybe save that for next week because yeah. we have it through Zoom and we have a link. So we want, to pe we want people to be able to be in front of their computers and see how an analysis is actually done. How do we uh, figure out what the price is for your house? What are the differences right now with, you know, the last six months? This is something we've been talking about in-house. You want to talk a little bit about that? It just to sort of get us sort of cued for next week about, you know, with the emotional value sale prices. Yeah. So pretty much every Tuesday here, we do an open discussion. All of our agents can come. We, we generally have a topic and one of our agents running it, but it is an open discussion. So everybody can sort of give their uh, opinions or what works for them, what doesn't work for them, ask questions. Um, so it, honestly, we're really just here to support each other. Mm -hmm. um, and so you know, some of the topics that we've been discussing is, you know, do you go into, you know, a listing appointment like this still, mm -hmm. or has things changed? And it's not necessarily because of COVID, it's because the whole entire market mm -hmm. has changed, whether it's because of an agent or, you know, our agents are- Can I just changing? stop you for yeah. a second? I love the way you said market. <laughs> oh, I didn't realize. It's because of the market. Oh. <laughs> Do I sound like a, I don't know. I don't like know. A, it sounded, it was a market. Oh. It just sounded fun, not funny. It just, you know, but you know how you make fun I of me when I say easel? Yeah. Okay. She's trying to say easel. <laughs> she says easel. All right. Sorry. I digress. Um, I just think of like Liesel. Isn't that from uh, Sound of Music? Liesel? <laughs> I, that's what I think of every time. Um, where was I? Okay. Sorry, so, listeners. Sorry. This is what, this is what happens when we don't see each other for a while. Um, yeah. So we, we've been having these discussions of, you know, are you still going into, are you still using these tools? Are you still, you know, but at the end of the day, we know how to sell real estate. So mm -hmm. we, we know it works. Sharon, you've been in this industry for over 20 years. Yeah. Um, you know, you have seen markets change, uh, good, bad, and different, mm -hmm. you know, so you've sort of gained those tools over the years. We do have a lot of, um, you know, newer agents as well. And I say newer, but it, it's really like mm -hmm. <laughs> 10 years are under, I suppose. <laughs> um, somebody who may not have seen a market change as much as maybe recently, but, you know, so we're having these discussions to to have sort of the elders. <laughs> I do. You know what? That's you're saying that, but I'm I'm letting you know. I do feel that way. I remember when I was younger in the industry. So I was like early 30s, right? When I first started doing this, 
And I remember looking at the older agents that yeah. had a lot of wisdom and things like that. But there were times where I was like, wow, how lucky am I to get some of that wisdom that they have all that yeah. year's experience. And then there was a part of me that was like, all right, well, things have changed. So be quiet. Yeah. Excuse well, me, ladies. I hate to interrupt. But we do. We do have a phone call. It's it's unfortunately it's not a real estate question, but we uh, we have a tr uh, a traffic uh, incident that we have David Cedroni uh, here to report. Absolutely. Break right in. All right, thanks, Tim. Uh, Route 139, right in the middle by uh, South Shore Bud, before you reach the Seasons gas station, but before Route 3, there's a, a two-car crash. It's in the middle. It's um, it's not a serious crash, but it's definitely holding up traffic. So uh, just take uh, precautions if you're heading that way. You're going to have to stay right going south out on 139. It just happened, so it'll be there probably for a little while. Thanks, Tim. All right, thank you, David. Uh, traffic on the nines every morning. This is the 95.9 WATD. Back to talk real estate with Sharon and Melissa. Hey, and here we are. So thank you for that. And yes, I love that we're always able to break in. It brought back memories one time when uh, Christine uh, had to break in with some stuff that was going on in Brockton one night and uh, actually brought all of us to tears while we're here. So WATD, we're here for you all the time and their news station and their producers, they do the real important stuff. We're just here to sort of educate and help you learn, but they're the ones that are getting you where you need to be safely and uh, keeping you on top of all the great news. That's why they win so many awards. So uh, cheers to our heroes at WATD, which includes my one and only Tim. <laughs> I love oh, you, Tim. Oh, thank you. I love you, too. <laughs> it's a love fest. Here. Yes, it is. Um, so, um, first thing, uh, the other thing too is, and I'll say this at the end too, I just want to make sure my dad is listening, I think this morning. So I want to say a good morning to my dad. Um, and I also want to say to all of our dads that make our house a home, a happy father's day to all of you. So, um, if you are listening and you are a dad, um, or if you're missing your dad, um, happy father's day to everybody. So, um, so today what we're going to talk about, we were going, like Melissa was saying before we had to break uh, for the news there, um, um, we're, we were going to do an interactive CMA comparative market analysis. We are going to do that next week. So please follow us on Facebook. Uh, you can go to Boston Connect Real Estate on Facebook and we will make sure that all Sharon Costa McNamara um, will make sure that we have the link to Zoom. So you, if you're watching us on Facebook right now, we will, you'll be part of that webinar. So a Zoom webinar, uh, but you'll be able to see how step by step, how we actually come up with the price and the accurate price of a home. Uh, so that's what we're going to switch gears to for next week. And hopefully we'll have some people joining us to do that. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah. So, but this week we're going to be talking about contingencies. Mm -hmm. I know that you um, and Mary sort of started talking about mm -hmm. that, I think last Saturday. Um, and then we had Tracy Grady join us, which I think she might be joining us um, in a mm -hmm. few minutes as well. But um, I did send the link to her. Yep. Um, but you know, we, again, we're getting this topic for our show from one of our discussions here at the office. So a lot of the times we might have an idea of what we're going to do the show, but then something comes up during the day. Something always comes up during mm -hmm. the day. And we're like, no, people need to know about this. People need to, to, um, mm -hmm. sort of see this. So instead of even doing an agenda for this one, we're just printing out some notes mm. from, from our um, open discussion. So this is coming firsthand from, you know, sort of some of our agents and what we're seeing 
seeing trend-wise mm-hmm. with offers, whether you're a buyer's agent or a seller's agent, um, or you're a buyer or a seller yourself. Yeah. And every week, one of the agents actually volunteers to sort of um, head up and, you know, head spear the, um, the, the discussion. This discussion was brought to us by Nick Flynn, of course, Trisha and Nick Flynn from the Flynn team, full-time real estate agents here at Boston Connect Real Estate. They do such a great job. Um, they're so super busy on Saturdays with business yeah. and everything else going on with the boys. So uh, they were going to call in last week, but didn't have a chance. But um, yeah, but they do such a wonderful job. And um, anyways, so that's what we're going dis- to discuss is, so you waived everything. Now what? A discussion on contingencies. And that is sort of what we did see. Not sort of, that is exactly what we saw and I remember our first Saturday show that we did, Melissa had said, it's the buyer's fault. <laughs> and I remember, and somebody oh, yeah. wasn't happy yeah. with the word fault. And again, it isn't, it isn't a fault. It's just what happened. So that's what I'm going to do is I'm going to just start with how did we get to where we are and what happens now? And one thing I want to do is I want to make sure that I have... Um, I, I remember to um, bring up something else too about how things are similar to how they were back in 2010 when I did open the office. Mm-hmm. So um, I know that we have Tracy Grady yeah. is going to be joining us as well. She's on mute right now, but uh, she is going to be joining us. She was with us last week too. So uh, she'll be joining us on this topic and talking about her listing as well that took a significant price enhancement this week. Um, so once she's all set up and queued to go, she will be joining us. Um, so contingencies, mm-hmm. how we got to where we were and how things started getting out of control. So at the beginning of the year, when we didn't have a lot of, um, we didn't have a lot of listings, which we still don't, we're still low on inventory, but there was a big group of buyers and those buyers were all fighting for the same house. Yeah. And then it would start with, okay, I have this house on the market. You're a buyer, Melissa, you come, you offer, it's on the market for $500,000. You're like, all right, I'm going to offer you $500,000. I'm going to give you full price. Then somebody else, you know, then there's 10 offers. Mm-hmm. You didn't get your offer accepted because that person had. They had cash. Cash, right? So that was the big thing we heard. Oh, that we, we accepted another offer. Yours was very strong, but the other person had cash. So it felt more secure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Cash is cash. In my opinion, it doesn't matter if someone's their bank account or if somebody is taking it out like they're getting a loan regardless you are getting the your money right yeah Yeah. so well i think also and i'm i'm just sort of going off of price wise you know we have talked about this both on the show and in the office it's okay buyers who were pre-approved for 550 or 600 um you know weren't finding anything Mm -hmm. so you know, instead of taking themselves out of the market, they're looking at $500,000 houses. So Mm -hmm. they can offer a little bit more. They can put in a little bit more money into their house once they're into it and make it a $600,000 house. Make it the house that they want at that price range. So that, that is, it's hard for buyers who are, you know, looking at their peak Mm -hmm. and also in the same pool as people who might be looking at, okay, uh, you know, let me look at something a little bit under budget to make it, you know, and, home. I, and, and it's funny because this is the, this is how the process went again. No one's fault. It's just how it happened. But a really good example of that is the weekend we went to Kristen Howlett, another full-time realtor here at um, um, 
which Mahat looked at, um, we went to her open house yeah. and you it were was in Bridgewater, East Bridgewater, one of the Bridgewater. Yes. Yeah. Um, and you overheard <laughs> yeah. somebody saying, yeah, uh, he was walking around and saying, um, you know, oh, am I really going to have to settle? Yeah. You know, because it, 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 it was a fantastic house. Yeah. It might've needed an updated bathroom or it might've mm-hmm. needed an updated cabinetry or something. It wasn't, like the perfect, perfect little pottery mm-hmm. barn house. And, but it, it, it was priced right. But I think maybe he was feeling a little bit much. He like, was probably one of those ones that you were just talking yeah. about instead of, he probably could afford 600,000, but yeah. he was looking at a 500,000. Yeah. And we do have Tracy. I believe that Tracy has joined us. She isn't on video for those of you uh, joining us on Facebook. You just get to see us in our studio. Good morning, Trey. Good morning. How is everybody today? Ben, how are you? Fantastic. We are having trees taken down in our backyard, and the size of the machine out the side window is unbelievable. Wow. <laughs> so funny, is it? Is oh, this prepare for your pool? Yes. It Yay. Is Yay. You've wanted that for so long. I'm so happy for you. Yeah. Well, personally, I think I am part mermaid, so yeah. I really am surprised I haven't had a pool, but I, we're finally getting there, so... Yeah. She 100%. And again, for our WATV listeners, I'm sorry. This is where we go on Saturdays. So uh, we like to make it real and make it about us. No. <laughs> uh, Tracy definitely is a mermaid. We had her out on the yeah. boat. And honest to God, like she will jump in the ocean anywhere. Yeah. Even if like the whole like office is at your house, like I can always count on Tracy to be in the pool. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We're having a pool party. And nope, going in the pool, it's not a pool party. So I'm- <laughs> <laughs> it's Tracy. Yeah, but I was, you're really going to jump in? Like right there? We're in the middle of the ocean. Yeah, I'm going in. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, so thank you for joining us again, Tracy. Um, we have, yeah, you're so, just so great at uh, what your job is. Obviously, you and Jim, um, again, for the Grady team for our Boston Connect Real Estate, full-time real estate agents. They have a lot going on. Um, really good at all of this, you know, context that we're talking about. Uh, today, we're talking about the... Um, I don't know that Tracy was available to join us that Tuesday, but, you know, contingencies and how we're seeing people drop the contingencies. Or do they have to even have the contingencies? But um, right now I'm just getting, Melissa and I just getting everybody up to speed on how we got to where we are with this emotional, you know, bidding and pricing. Well, it is such, it's been so emotional. And that's, I think you, last weekend we were talking about this on how, the market became so emotional as opposed to driven by true numbers and prices that people just needed to make these offers out of, you know, make these crazy above asking offers. And now where the market is kind of changing a little bit, mm-hmm. as we've seen in the past week, I mean, we're, we're definitely seeing it with our listings is that the market's definitely changing a little bit. Not everybody, I don't think you're going to see the contingencies waived as much as we were seeing it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm a big proponent for buyer, first-time buyers not waiving their home inspection contingency because I like our first-time buyers to get the entire experience of what it's like to buy a house in the market. I'm not saying that we're going to go in and nickel and dime or you know tweak every little thing or you know broken glass or a piece of shingle broken off. It's going to be for something major, but I'd like the buyer to have, especially a first-time buyer, the whole experience. So absolutely. I mean, and we've been, I think, as an office, don't you believe, Melissa? I mean, when we started to see that trend of people waiving home inspections, I mean, we got in touch with an attorney and they drafted up a waiver for us Mm -hmm. that basically says, you know, that this this decision to waive your home inspection was 
your decision, not our decision, right? So, and I, I think that that's important because I, and that's the thing is like, I don't want to see anybody have to compromise in order to get into a home. Well, uh, like I've said before, like a home inspection isn't just to like figure out what's wrong. It's also to like figure out where's the water shut off. Yeah. How do I turn on the heating system? Like it, it's it's educational as well, especially for first time home buyers who might maybe their parents never owned a home. Maybe they've never mm-hmm. lived in a home. They've lived in apartments. They've lived in places where maybe somebody else takes care of these areas. So, you know, it, it's super, super important to learn the mechanicals, because if you learn them, them, you maintain them and you'll get your money's worth out of them mm-hmm. um, or you'll get the life expectancy out of them. So absolutely. All right. So we're backtracking again. I yeah. hope our listeners can keep up with us. I mean, they, should, they should spend a day with us in the office to see what like, a, well, and even like, I think the three of us actually, we all keep up with each other in our conversations. And then I love like if we go out to dinner with Jim and Tracy, like and if we you know, have a couple glasses of wine or whatever. Tracy and I like totally can keep up with each other. And I love looking at the look in Mark and Jim's face. Like what, where are they now? (laughs) Where did they go? I know. So, um, so the first step, the first part of what happened to get us to where we were. Okay. I have 500, it's $500,000. I'm going to, I got outbeat because somebody had cash. Then another house comes on the market. There's 10 offers. The house is on the market for 500. And you're like, all right, I don't have cash. I'm going to give you 525. So then what ends up happening? You lose that one as well because somebody offered 550. Okay. So the next time you go in, you offer 550. Well, that didn't work because the other person who was one step ahead of you, the sole process, offered 550 for the $500,000 house and they waived their home inspection. So now the next time you go in, you put a $500,000 house, you as a buyer offer 550 and you waive your home inspection, you lose out on that one. Why? Because another buyer decided to do the same exact thing, but yet they decided to also waive their mortgage contingency. So this is how it got spiraled out of control, okay? So it was just going and going and going. Uh, There was a big part in between though that was like, all right, Houses on the market for 500. I'm going to offer 550. Well, then it went to 575. Then it went to 600, 675, 700, like $200,000 over asking. So that's how we got to where we are. When I'm doing an analysis, and this is sort of getting you prepared for next week. So Tracy, next week show, if you want to join us, we'd love to have you. We're going to be talking about how we find the value of your home. That's CMAs, right? We're going to do a live interactive CMA. So now when we do that, we're looking at the last six months. So now I'm looking at a house that was on the market for $500,000 because that was the market value. Yeah. Somebody just offered $600,000 for that house and that's what it sold for. But what we don't see in MLS as agents is what did that house appraise for? Maybe it only appraised for 525. So is the real value of that house 525 or is it emotionally driven and valued at 600? Well, either a buyer with cash is saying that that's what the house is worth or a bank is saying that that's what the house is worth. Yeah. So with the appraisal part though, I think that people were putting a lot of money down Mm -hmm. and that's why the appraisal gaps were happening and people were coming to the table with more money, even though they didn't appraise. But now we're just looking at that sold value. And I do feel um, one of the things we're going to talk about is Tracy's new listing that she has over on Hill Farm Road in Pembroke. That's exactly what happened there is 
based on the comparisons that she was using, this house should have been priced where she priced it. Yeah. But now this is why we're seeing a, a shift in the buyer's uh, mentality. Mindset. Yeah, the mindset. So, Trace, why don't you talk a little bit about that and like what ended up happening with Hill Farm and the decision you made to make prompt and swift, which was really good. I think it was a good idea. I mean, we, we had to sit with the buyers. So we put it on the market and we had done the comps and we, we did the comps right up till the day that we sat with them and came up with a price. So it wasn't like we did them two months ago or a month ago. They were very current comps. And we felt very confident putting the house on the market at eight fifty nine nine. And to be honest with you, the buyer's eye is kind of like, wow, that's great. Not what we were initially. Sellers, sellers, sellers. I'm sorry, sellers. I'm, not, I'm off my game. Um, sellers were like, sure, we can put it on for it. If you think I, and we were very confident in that. So we put it on the market. We did not have a lot of showings. It's a beautiful colonial on a fantastic street in the heart of Pembroke, right off a of high street. Super easy to get to the highway, super easy to grocery shopping. So location, you really can't beat it in Pembroke. It's very centrally located. So yeah. kind of, and it has a brand new kitchen. So we based it on a beautiful new kitchen, a great location, three bedrooms, a beautiful backyard. It's getting a brand new septic system because unfortunately for the seller, it failed. Great for the buyer. You're going to get a brand new septic system. Mm-hmm. Super cool. We had a lackluster open house where we had three to four showings Saturday and Sunday. And unfortunately, we never received an offer. So we swiftly, you know, I said, let's let it sit till Wednesday because things should change on a Wednesday so we can at least keep the change through Sunday. Mm-hmm. And we sat and we talked about it. And we did the analysis that said, if we take it down to 825, how many more people are going to see it? Mm-hmm. If we take it down to 810, how many more people are going to see it? And when we took it down to 799.9, where it is now, we had 175 more people that were going to look at it. Mm-hmm. So just by looking at those numbers, we felt we made the right decision to take it down swift because we don't want to put a stigmatism on the house that says, okay, why didn't it sell? Yeah. Well, it didn't sell because we based it, I think, off of emotional pricing yep. and emotional offers that were being made as opposed to what it truly is worth. At, so at seven ninety nine nine, dollars we're kind of hoping that we're going to have great open houses. We've been advertising it everywhere um, today and tomorrow and that we will still get maybe an over ask. But as I always say with my seller, don't. I don't want you to hang your hat on that. If we're putting on the market for seven ninety nine nine, you have to be happy with a seven ninety nine. If you get a full price offer, that's a great offer. Mm-hmm. But if we get over asked, that's a one. That's wonderful too. That we're you know kind of shifting the market. That let's make it a competitive price where we get more than one mm-hmm. offer coming in, or at least having good open houses. We're getting steady showings, and and that is the good news too for any buyer that is going in there is. The, the true solid comps for this house actually hold and solidify being on the market for eight fifty nine. dollars yeah. based on what has sold emotionally. So mm-hmm. this is a really good opportunity again for a buyer to sort of get into a house that's probably going to show equity, right? Yeah. Almost right away. Almost right away. Yeah. Right. Based on what those sold comps are. So I think that that's what our norm is suddenly going to shift into is seeing more of that. And we've been talking about that in the office is you know, how we're going to be doing that pricing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, It's kind of a whole change. Well, you know, going back to, you know, our world has been so crazy for the past two and a half, three years with COVID and the market changing and the way we show houses, you know, in the way we do 
open houses. I mean, it's just been kind of a crazy couple of years. And now we kind of got to get back to our back to our roots of how we really should be doing things. And this is something too. So um, Mary and I have um, new listings. That's where Mary is today, 44 Butwell Street in uh, Dorchester, up in Pope's Hill on the Ponset area. And it's two completely renovated uh, properties. And when we did our analysis, my analysis came up over $800,000. But we're priced for the second floor, which is second and third, we're priced at $775. The first floor, which is also three bedroom, I mean, condo, brand new, completely renovated over at 725 and the exterior all Hardy Plank, blah, blah, blah. But that's exactly why we're there is because we're on the lower end of the range again where we used to be. But it was interesting because we had a, a commuter open house there last night from five to seven and um, an agent who lives nearby uh, walked was walking by and came in and we were talking and he's from one of the local companies he's from Compass. And we were having a conversation about like, oh, what are you seeing in the city and how are things looking? Because that's a sort of an indicator of what's happening here. It's happening nationwide, by the way. But um, he was saying that his company, along with Redfin, they had massive layoffs mm. um, in their companies. And that's exactly what happened in 2010, which is one of the reasons why I decided to open up Boston Connect Real Estate is because you could see that nothing was really changing at the top. It was just changing with, you know, the, the staff that you need in order to do this and keeping the agents who are the ones that are, you know, doing the work. So if these big companies are making shifts that, I mean, honestly, how long have we been in this little period yeah. right now? Yeah. A month, two months. Yeah. And they, so what are they predicting that they're actually, they're laying off thousands of people? Mm. Isn't yeah. that, that's telltale. Well, even um, uh, even on Tuesday, you know, some of our agents that came to the, the discussion here in the office, it was, do we panic? Like, I feel like everyone's panicking. Do we panic? Why are we panicking? But, and I'm like, take a deep breath. You don't need to panic yeah. just because mm. somebody else is panicking. Like it, when you when you have a clear head, you can come up with a with a plan, with a clear solution. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The sky is not falling. I do not believe that. Um, so. Anyways, we were talking about contingencies, even though we ended up talking more about um, pricing, but we'll definitely get more into that next week. So let's talk a little bit more about, you know, waiving contingencies. Um, Tracy, do you want to talk about, you know, how you were seeing offers as a, a listing agent, how you were receiving offers, what people were waiving, what people were offering, and as a buyer's agent as well, like what, what were you feeling there? I know you never want anyone to waive that home inspection, but with other contingencies, what were you seeing? Kind of lean in towards the new buyers, not waiving a home inspection contingency. And I always like to be very clear with um, whoever the listing agent is for the property that even with our home inspection, we're going to go, you know, we're not going to nickel and dime, but I don't want them walking into a property that the heating system is not working or the roof is leaking to those, those type. Um, the other contingencies were the appraisal contingencies, hmm. which is, you know, putting in that money for the gap in between if it does not appraise that they would waive you know they'll let will pay doesn't matter like, so sort of dumb that down for me but so our because we obviously know we talk about this every day but for our listeners who are listening right now that don't understand what appraisal gap is explain what that actually is okay so when you go in and you the, the house is on the market for five hundred and fifty thousand dollars and you are now going to go in because you're emotionally like i love this house it's the house of my dreams i'm going to offer 625 the bank is going to want that property to appraise 
for 625 or as close to 625 as possible because they're not going to give you a loan on a house that's not worth what you're just because you're emotionally saying I want to pay $625,000 for it I am I the bank isn't going to just say oh we see your point yeah we're going to write that too. <laughs> <No> problem <laughs> oh you're right that's it's a beautiful house and yeah everybody else made offers <laughs> for praise so you can't really you know you're not able to <laughs> unless you have like really big coffers that you can you but there are some people that have that money or parents have the money that they can make up that gap in the middle and you know put more money down in order to offset the the huge offer that you just made on a property mm -hmm. and the reason why the banks want that money obviously is they learned their lesson from you know 2010 2008 to 2010 where you know Okay, they people were foreclosing on the houses, and the reason why the banks were foreclosing and taking these homes back is because, and then they couldn't sell them for what they the loan was, mm -hmm. right? So mm -hmm. that's when we saw short sales and everything else. I do not think that we will get back into a short sale situation. That is how I feel, just because so many people. I mean, Melissa, you've seen it. You see everybody's offers as well. I mean, people were actually selling their house and living with parents or renting or something, so they had a lot of cash. So. Now they put their equity from their previous house into their new house. So there really wasn't an issue with a gap, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Okay. You're contemplating something. What is it? No. <laughs> I'll be honest. Never watch the movie. If you've never watched the movie, The Big Short. Yes. You really should watch that. Yeah. Eye opening about 2008 and how we got to where we were. When you see people that are like, oh, this is my third house I've bought because I'm just signing my name on the line. And most people were defaulting on their mortgages where subdivisions were being built and never completed. And the, and the bank is holding, you know, all of this equity. And one brilliant man came up with the idea that I'm going to bet against the I'm going to bet against the housing market. And he was right. <laughs> yeah. And in the, I remember those days. And honestly, it was no doc loans. You know, it, it, money was just being pushed out like you wouldn't believe people who shouldn't have been buying houses were buying homes. People like, oh, this is my third home. Yeah. You can't even afford the first one. Why yeah. is the bank giving you this money? So, yeah. And that's why we saw people that were literally just leaving their keys on the doorstep and saying, so long for now, my friends, because they didn't have any, any, anything in the game. You know, they, they, they didn't have any of their own money in the game. So um, that's why we got into that situation. So do you want to um, take from here for a second? Sure. Yeah, okay. yeah. I just keep on getting a phone call, so I just want to make sure there isn't an emergency. Um, so you're going to take over, okay? Okay. Um, Tracy, I, I know I, I we we brief we talked about your listing, but did we give the address? I want to make sure that everybody knows where they're going to see you. <laughs> I feel that this is a really great opportunity for somebody out there because, I mean, like we said, walking into this house, you're going to walk in with equity. Um, because we did lower the price and the seller was willing to come down in order to sell the property. They've already made their decision. They're moving on. It's a beautiful family home at 15 Hill Farm Road in Pembroke, Massachusetts. Um, Jim and I are going to be there today from noon to two. And again, tomorrow from noon to two. Um, so come on over, check it out. It's beautiful front porch. The property is spectacular. The street is perfect. It's a lovely neighborhood. Um, yeah, don't miss this opportunity. Um, this, this is a really good catch today.
Yeah. Okay, good. I just wanted to make sure because I was like, did we actually say the address? Um, but okay. So I know, I don't know if you knew that you were joining us for the whole show, but I hope that, <laughs> I hope that you can, or, yes. or if not, you can, you can. Open houses at noontime. Jim's good to go. So he might be on the balloon detail today. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Everything good? Yes. Okay. Good. good. Yeah. Um, all right. So back to contingencies. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you you talked about from a buyer perspective. So both of you, I guess mm-hmm. you both are very strong listing agents. As a listing agent, have you been ha- noticing any of your clients sort of expecting that mm-hmm. sort of these contingencies are going to be wait? Yeah, absolutely. And I know, Trace, I think you actually said it last week. <laughs> um and maybe, I don't know if it was in the office or where it was, but this is what we have to get clear for all of our seller clients that are out there right now is, and I, and I actually went on an analysis yesterday and, you know, this is, you know, and, and it's interesting because I'm, I'm curious which way it's going to go. There are three other agents that they're interviewing. And I think that that is great um, to make sure that, you know, you're doing your homework. And I think that that's wonderful, but I just want to sort of, prepare you for knowing what we're doing now. And like when we're looking at that range, where you should be on that range in order to gain the most amount. But I think it was you, Tracy, that had said that you had done an analysis one time recently and let's just say, oh, the house is on the market for 500. And their prompting question was how much more can I, what do you think I'll get over it? Right? Yep. It was, um, it was, I think they probably had six other agents come in and give them listing costs, prices, you know, what to list it at. And um, one of the agents kind of implied that if we price it below market value, I can guarantee a bidding war. And I'm like, hmm, that's a lot to guarantee somebody a bidding war when you're not 100% sure you're going to get a full price offer quite yet. Mm-hmm. And what if you don't get a full price offer and now you're starting below market value? And somebody comes in and wants to offer below market value. Yeah. And then you're, you're kind of not, not starting at the right number, puts you in a really precarious position as a seller that, wow, I, if I had known that, I would have priced it higher or more accurately than just hoping for a low, you know, putting it on low and hoping that hmm. you're going to get multiple offers. Yeah. I mean, maybe six months ago, you probably could be in a better position to say that, but clearly... The market is changing a bit, so I, I would not be, I'm not one to guarantee that anyway. I mean, how do you know you're going to get back to that? You don't. You, you absolutely don't. And I love where this conversation is going about what we're talking about contingencies, because it really is a really good uh, preview or setup for why next week's show is going to be so important yeah. to watch. Because next week, we're literally going to dive in live in MLS. We're going to have the Zoom link for you if you want to listen next week and watch. Uh, you can watch Zoom on TV, too, as well. Um, and we'll have it on Facebook, so we'll have the shared screen and everything else. Uh, shared? Shared. Oh, did I, Dorchester just come out of me? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You made fun of me. It's wicked shared. Wicked shared. Wicked shared. Yeah. Um, we'll have that, the shared screen. <laughs> shared screen. Um, people can watch along. But I, I think it's... It's really, really important is the pricing aspect of things because you still want buyers to be interested. You don't want anyone to look at your house and say, all right, well, I'll wait for that seller to get realistic. And things are changing. So don't, I 
don't anticipate that you're going to get multiple offers. In Tracy's situation, the way she explained it, I think was just so, was great because someone's going to guarantee that you get multiple offers. Well, what if you only have, if you have one person who's interested in that house, again, you think maybe that's not going to happen. We're seeing that happen again. That's what I want to say to the sellers. We're seeing that happen again. One offer on a property. You're not the only ones. Yes, right? Not the only ones. Yeah, the two offers maybe on a property. Yeah, there are some that we have five offers on, but we're back to seeing potentially one. So if you're if you if your strategy is to price your house under the market value and you have one person who wants to submit an offer, I'm a buyer's agent, Tracy, you're the listing agent, okay? Yep. Hey Tracy, this is Sharon McNamara calling from Boston Connect Real Estate. Um, I know we're in the same company and I'm being a little formal right now, but um, my client really loves your house that you have on the market right now for five hundred. Um, I noticed it's it seems like a really, really good price. It seems, you know, a bit underpriced. Um, but we are gonna submit an offer and I'm just calling to um, ask, how many other offers do you have on the property and how many are you expecting? Yes. So I myself will be honest and say whether I do or I don't. So you kind of break that into two different categories. I'm not going to lie and say I have offers if I don't have any offers. So I'm going to tell you I don't have any offers right now on the table. So I would expect you as the buyer's agent to take that information and say, oh, okay. Interesting, right? Okay, so let's stop right there because that is exactly my point. So thank you for playing along. Oh, so you don't have any offers on it yet? None at all. Okay. All right. Well, we're going to submit our offer this afternoon. I'll have it to you in uh, about an hour. We're just finalizing some stuff and, you know, we'll have, you know, we'll have our um, pre-approval letter uh, with a strong uh, local company. Uh, We're going to have a copy of the check for you. I'll make sure I get that check to you right away. We'll make sure we get the check over to Melissa to get an escrow right away. Um, But no offers. Okay. Now, ring a ring a ling. Melissa, you're the buyer. Pretend, okay? Hello. Hey, I just talked to the listing agent and you know, my fiduciary responsibility is to you to let you know, I asked, you know, how many offers are on the table? And she said, none. So yeah, I mean, the house is on the market for 500. When I did my comps, it easily could have been on the market for 550. So I mean, there's no need to go over. Yeah. Can we do 450? (laughs) (laughs) We could, but I feel it might be you know, maybe we're just being a little aggressive with that, but I suggest let's just go in with a full price offer. They don't have any other offers. We're giving them exactly what they asked for. Mm, yeah. Want to do it? Yeah. All right. Perfect. All right. Hey, Trace, uh, this is Sharon again. And my client, um, I just talked to my client, Melissa, and she's really excited about, you know, this offer and she wants to make it look as clean and perfect as possible. So um, we're going to give you a full price offer. Me, I'd be thrilled. <laughs> I'd be like, absolutely. We are happy to accept your full price offer. Exactly. So, but that's the point is, but, if the coach is priced under market, we just went through the scenario that could potentially happen. Yeah. But if exactly. you were on for five fifty, my client's for five fifty, and you put it on for five, like, well, my buyers were really, my sellers were really hoping to get five fifty for the property. Yeah. And yeah, but we put it on for five. You're the only offer. Yeah. Why and am I going to give you more? more? And the seller doesn't have to accept it, yeah. but it's, you know, they can negotiate it up at that point. But what do you, what I, about- listen to negotiate against herself. Like, well, yeah. I can get in for 500. Why would I go up higher than that? Yeah. But, but we have had multiple times where the agent has not asked me if we have any other offers and just submit, like I'm submitting my offer. Do you want to ask me any questions? Now, I, and I'm not, 
yeah. for my seller, I'm, rep- I'm representing my seller. If you mm-hmm. ask me, I'm good at my fiduciary is I need to be honest to you and I'm going to tell you I have no offers. But if you don't ask me, I'm not going to go back and say, why did you give me 30 grand over ask when you didn't ask me? Don't you don't have any other offers. Yeah. I don't think that's my responsibility. I think as a buyer's agent, it is your responsibility to at least assess the situation. And sometimes I've had agents like, oh, I haven't even had time to check my email yet to see if I have any other offers. I'm like, okay, well, when you have time to check your email, please let me know if you have any other offers. Yes. That will depend on what my client is going to. And I've had agents say, well, I think you should go in with your best foot forward. And I'm like, Mm, just because mm, I'm not real comfortable with that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and that's the thing is if you go in with your best foot forward and you're the only offer, I think a full price offer is a hell of a deal. And I love the term that you use. I use that all the time. Why is my buyer client going to negotiate against themselves? There's no. nobody else that wants an offer. I bought a car in, um, when was it? September of last year, I bought a new car and I didn't need a new car. It was just my other car. The warranty was running out and I didn't feel like paying $500 for like a a headlight lamp when it went out. So I was like, all right, this is the time I'm going to do it. I went, um, I was in Boston and um, doing, dropping something off for Casey. I went by the dealership and I was like, oh, well, let me, let me take uh, something for a ride. So I took a test ride, got inside and the sticker price was one price. And the, what they came to me was $5,000 over. And I said, well, what is this $5,000 for? And they're like, supply and demand. <laughs> I go, well, what do you mean? Like the manufacturers, the sticker price is this. Like if you can't budge from that, I understand. But now you're $5,000 over. Yeah, well, you're sort of out of your region. Oh, okay. So I'll go into my region and I don't have to pay that $5,000. So I will drive 10 miles to be in my region and not pay $5,000. They're like, hey, you're in real estate. You know how this works. You know, it's supply and demand. It's like you have no inventory. People are bidding over. I go, yeah, there, there'll be 10 people bidding for the same house. I'm the only person standing in your in your dealership right now. Looking at this car. So <laughs> I can walk away and you can get $0 because yeah. nobody else is behind me. What a is- horrible salesman. Yeah, right? Wow. And- I can't believe that. Hello, Honest- you've got a customer here. Keep the customer. Just, oh. And I was like, I'm all set. They actually brought out the regional, the, the sales manager. They brought out everybody, right? All those people that hired Of course they them. did. The song and dance. Exactly. Yeah. And I was like, I'm sorry. I, I am in real estate. I understand what's going on, but I am the only person in here right now that wants this particular car. Maybe he had other offers. None. <laughs> I asked, is there anybody else that wants this car right now? And, and so I walked away. I said, I'm all set. I don't need a car. I want a car, right? But then I just went to the dealership 10 miles away in my region. I ended up getting a similar car that was less money, actually, than the one that I was there by, by like $10,000. Whoa, nice job. Yeah, because the sunroof doesn't open. And I don't, I don't know. I had a sunroof in my other car, and I don't even know if I ever opened it, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I said to them. I said, I'm just letting you know. I know I'm in my region. I'm not paying $5,000 over. Like, <laughs> I know I'm in my region now. I know I'm in my region. I am not kidding you. One month later, the Boston dealership called me and they wanted to, they wanted to discuss the car with me. And I was like, I'm sorry, I bought another one. Yeah. My region. Yeah, in, I, in thought, my, I, I went to my region. region. <laughs> so shame on you, friend. Anyways, but that's the same thing. I mean, that's dealing with cars, but that's the same thing with inventory. Why would you negotiate against yourself? You don't have to. Okay.
What are, what are the contingencies now? I sort of went <laughs> off on a little tangent there. Um, what else, what other contingent? Tracy, what other contingencies can you think of? Um, uh, mortgage contingency, maybe? Have you guys seen any trends with, uh, you know, waiving mortgage contingency? How you even get to be able to waive your mortgage contingency? Would you ever uh, suggest somebody waiving their mortgage contingency? Can't waive. I, I just feel like that. that's not something I ever recommend waiving the mortgage contingency. Um, I have gotten into a few battles with a few attorneys along the years because the your, your, your offer and your purchase and sale kind of covers you on that mortgage contingency. So making your home, conting, your home sale contingent in order to buy, you have to sell. Mm-hmm. So if you can't sell, then you can't get a mortgage. So is that covered under the mortgage contingency or does that need to be a separate contingency that says if, you know, I think they're kind of both the same. Yeah. Contingent upon the sale of your house. And that's where the um, pre-approval letter comes in. And we've had this discussion. I remember specifically with Michelle Fay. Um, she had a great new listing. Again, Michelle Fay is a full-time real estate agent here at Boston Connector Real Estate. She's wonderful. She's doing such a great job for a newer agent. Uh, newer now. She's been here for you. You've, how many years now so but she had multiple offers on a property and one of them we didn't accept because we found out that they they did not put in there that it was contingent upon the sale of their current property in order to purchase this next to purchase her house and here's the thing it is not a violation and it is it is this is Tracy's used the word very a lot fiduciary responsibility when you're a listing agent it's to the seller when you're a buyer's agent it's to the buyer the fiduciary responsibility is to the seller if somebody gives me a pre-approval letter and it doesn't say anything about like a home sale contingency but you happen to you i look up people's addresses when they tell me it's on the offer what their address is if i see it yeah. in mls and it's on the market i don't or care their if, pre-approval letter yeah you know, we can see where their address is. So when I now look and say, okay, it's on the market, it's under agreement, that's great. I called the loan officer for uh, Michelle and I said, can you verify that if this person doesn't sell their house that they can still be non-contingent? And the answer was no. The, the buyer's agent was so upset that they thought that they were taken advantage of. Well, it's not non-contingent. If you do not sell that house, you cannot buy this one, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's as simple as that. We only have four minutes left. Wow, that time went by fast. Um, one of the other things that I wanted to talk about too, when we were talking about contingencies, and I'm going to sort of backtrack a little bit back to home inspections. We, we d- uh, discussed the buyer's perspective on that, but as a very strong listing agent, I definitely want to discuss that. The listing um, portion of that too is, you know, a lot of times we'll see in our offers, um, you know, that the the home inspection is waived. It's for informational purposes only. You've heard me say this over and over. I love Kristen Howlett, another <laughs> full-time agent here. Her son, Jake, is so smart. He said, mom, a home inspection is a home inspection, right? Even if you say it's for informational purposes only, right? So when you get that in your hand as a seller and it says for informational purposes only, well, when the contract is put together, what that actually means is for informational purposes and if I get the information I don't like, I'm not going to go forward. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So 
I love the term, Melissa, um, Mary, when I were talking about last week or the week before that an agent actually put in her offer that it's for informational purposes only and will not be used for renegotiating the contract or for a means to, you know, be released from the contract, from the offer. That doesn't happen that often when people say that. Yeah, that's bold. Yeah, very bold, right? But it actually, it tells you exactly what it is. It really is for their own information. As a listing agent, one of the things I switched up was, yeah, you can have an informational only home inspection once we get the commitment letter. It used to be after purchase and sales agreement, mm-hmm. but we also heard that somebody went out and bought a brand new like Wrangler or something. So now they didn't get the loan, Yeah, right? So now what I say is once you have your commitment letter, and the bank is committed to giving you this money, then you can have your informational only home inspection. So that's my top tip there. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, so Trace, we have two minutes left. Can you please let all of our listeners uh, give that address another time for your open house today and all the information for it? Sure, you can, um, we're gonna be at 15 Hill Farm Road in Pembroke today, Jim and I, from noon to two and tomorrow, again, from noon to two. If you have any questions regarding the property, you can reach me at 617-620-8484. You can give Jim a call at 617-842-4019. My email is Tracy, T-R-A-C-Y, at bostonconnect.com. And Jim is simply Jim at bostonconnect.com. We make it very easy for people to get in touch with And again, the style of house, number of bedrooms. A beautiful colonial with a gorgeous front porch three bedrooms, a brand new kitchen, everything soup to nuts. The refrigerator is staying, washer and dryer is staying. Um, It has a beautiful um, family room, sitting room area with an additional den off the side of the house that you could make into a nice media room. Huge oversized garage, um, which would be great for a woodworker or a contractor. Plenty of room in the backyard for a pool if you decide you wanted to put in a pool. This is a great deal today, $799.9. We're going to be there 12 to 2. Come see it. Come check it out. Absolutely. And I know that Mary is um, in Dorchester. So we are having an open house with our new condos. Uh, So this was a two-family in Dorchester on uh, Butwell Street, 44 Butwell Street. And um, the developer, we actually sold that off-market. And he did a renovation. So now it's two condos. The first floor has three bedrooms, uh, two Two full baths. Yep. Uh, Really nice layout. Beautiful, beautiful kitchen. Melissa's been doing a great job with all of our social media, getting the pitches out there. You can go to bostonconnect.com, obviously, to find more on that. Um, And the bottom, the first floor is on for 725. The second floor is nice. It's second and third floor. The third floor is um, one huge master suite. It has a full bathroom up there and a walk-in closet uh new floors hardy plank new truck stacking just soup to nuts done completely over yeah. yeah and that one is on for 775 uh open house there today again 44 butwell street in dorchester and that is popes hill up in new ha- uh, new hampshire new Ponset area and uh, open house saturday sunday from 11 to 1 Melissa, tell everybody how they can get in touch with us and our past shows. 781-826-8000. You can go to talkrealestateroundtable.com. And find all of our past all shows. All of our past shows. All right. All and right, to thanks. all of our dads that make our house a home, happy Father's Day to all of you. Special happy Dad's Day to my dad who's listening this morning. I love you, Dad. Hi, and Francois. <laughs> Francois. 